fun. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Musical the movie the podcast. Musical the movie the podcast. Musical the movie the podcast with Andy and Steph. Oh, Steph, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. I'm you know Steph. You know this. I'm Andy Fleming. You're Andy Fleming. I'm Steph uh-huh. Smith. You're Steph. I don't Smith, know if you knew we, that. Yeah, we have been uh, constantly uh, berated <laughs> by each other to say our names at the beginning of the show. <laughs> I'm bad at it. We got it done, though. We got it done. Uh, Steph, we got a hell of a day today. I wanted to share that I just had the urge to, and then subsequently did not, just like start the podcast by trying to make bubble noises as <laughs> if we were underwater. Here, you guys won't hear this on the Zoom, but this it's just going to sound like a bong. <laughs> Anything done. on the Zoom? All right. Nothing. Nothing. Well, look. It's our it's our first I'm going to say it's our first time having Disney on Maine. You know what I mean? Like we did Newsies, we did The Nightmare Before Christmas, but this is our sure. first like real mainstream Disney movie. Yeah. Uh it's our first Year of movie, it's our first Lin-Manuel Miranda, it's Can our you second Rob Marshall. This is our first Lin-Manuel Miranda. I know, movie. I know, I know, I know. That like Scuttlebutt is our entrance <laughs> to the Linverse. Yeah. I love um it. There's a lot going on here. Mark Platt's getting his grubby little fingers in, but we'll get into all that later. Uh, let, let's just start. Let's just get right into it, Steph, with a very simple question, which is, do you fucks with um, The Little Mermaid? I was two years old when this movie was released. The uh, original. Not this the one. The original. Not this one. I am not two years old. You are not two years old today. Happy um, birthday, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, I mean, just like the very target demographic for this movie, and I extremely fucked with it. I had all of the paraphernalia, like a, like a, a, a sleeping bag with just like the movie cover on it. Obviously had the, the clamshell, I think is what they call those like puffy Disney VHS covers. The VHS, they, you just hear the air when it closes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like a Tupperware. It has a little penis on the front where the uh-huh. castle is. Uh huh. You know the one. Um, and like when we were kids, Maddie, I think we talked during Sound of Music about how we used to take pillowcases and put them on our heads. Okay, this is a family show. Nuns. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But um, we also used to take like a full pillow and jump in there and have that be um, our mermaid tail. And then we <laughs> sort of like flop around on the bed um, and like do flop um, around on the bed. Well, because, like, the floor is too hard and you're going to hurt yourself. Sure. Um, you got to flop. Yeah. You got to have that flopping mattress. Yeah. Uh, doing, like, doing like the um, the, up, the up dog move that she well, does. And what is up of, dog? Uh, <laughs> you're not going to get my ass. <laughs> Wait a minute. You just got me. <laughs> Nothing. What's up with you? Uh, it's like a more, I would call it a sun salutation stuff if we're, if we're um, splitting hairs. Okay. But that, okay. <laughs> um anyway that's like where i learned that move um i learned that from years of uh transcribing yoga classes <laughs> what a job for a job yeah i um yeah i didn't know how much this how much the little mermaid 1989 was in my bones until we were sitting in the theater last week watching this movie little mermaid 2023 and like i could sense how much of it was shot for shot 
Like, I didn't need to reference anything. I was just like, yes, that is how she escapes the shark in that mm-hmm. boat. This um, was much like the Psycho from, from the late 90s, and that is a shot-for-shot remake, except for one scene of Vince Vaughn jerking off. <laughs> yeah, I was weird. It was a weird directorial choice. Um, Andy, do you do you fucks with The Little Mermaid? So Steph, I was five years old, as you know this. I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, we have an inappropriate age gap in our relationship, <laughs> uh, and so I was five years old when when this movie was released, and uh, so it was, it was, I was right there for it, and I and I did like it. I, I will say it's not until like Aladdin later when like they really start to go hard on the comedy that I really get into it. Like I, I played <laughs> the shit out of the Aladdin tape. I'm running it ragged going fast forward into all the genie parts um and lion king when they get uh you know uh tumba and pomon in there tum, tum, tumba and, and pomon <laughs> that's my uh copyright free version uh <laughs> of, of the characters in my story the lion king but lion is spelled l-y-i-n apostrophe um so uh uh yeah i did like little more i i, I guess i want to talk more about specifically um how much I, my degree to which I fucks with 2023 and our experience going to see it. Now, is it, is it true or false that we had tickets to um, a advanced screening of this and we were going to see it in th- in 3D Dolby, which we never get to see. We love the Dolby theater. We never get to see 3D in there. And, um, and then we canceled it because we realized it was the finale of Survivor that night. Is that true or false? That, 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 is, that is a true story. It <laughs> okay. happened to us a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Okay, congratulations yeah. to Jam Jam. Congratulations to our winner, Jam Jam. We uh, we're big fans. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Um, but uh, that being said, so we we went like a week later when it was out of all the special formats. We just had to see it regular ass uh, screen um, at the beautiful AMC New City, which used to be a uh, an arc light here in Chicago, and now it's an AMC, and uh, it's like a th- it's kind of been our like secret theater. No one really knows about it, oh but we God. went there on a Tuesday. To see uh-huh. the Little Mermaid, and it was packed uh, with people seeing Spider Man and packed. Little Mermaid. Absolutely like, packed. Truly, like I, there, like no toilet paper anywhere in the <laughs> women's bathroom. Packed. <laughs> like that's, uh, that's just a true story. I had to use a toilet seat cover. Yeah. Um. Wait to wipe. Oh, wow, that's a lot. Sorry. This is no, no. Just it sounds crinkly. Podcast. It sounds. It sounds. Yeah. It was not. It was. It was suboptimal. Yeah. Um. Sounds straight up Dom optimal, honestly, <laughs> the way they would cause you pain. Um, okay. But okay, sorry, and and, and edit point. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and it was it was our sc- our screening was packed. Um, people, and it wasn't like totally annoying, like full of children. Like it was pretty uh, docile, and I had a I had a time. It was a delight. I didn't say that. I said I had a time. I didn't oh. attribute a quality to it. <laughs> okay, well, I will attribute. It was a delight. It was like. A room full of people who were there excited to be thrilled by a charming Disney movie. Um, some people clapped at the end. Yeah, that's true. Now, and, and we, now I will say, we saw the Spider-Verse movie uh, last week, and I did clap at the end. And that is, I'm going to call it one of two times in my life, maybe, that I have done that instead of telling everyone that they're idiots for doing that. <laughs> um, this is not Spider-Man, the movie, the podcast, but you need to go see that Spider-Man movie. If you only see one movie about an eight-legged <laughs> creature this this year. See a Spider-Man. Um, you see two, though. See the Little Mermaid, starring Sebastian. Um, now, uh, I think we should bring in our guest, Steph, to talk about this. I what do you think? would love that. Why don't you start? Yeah. Um, to, now, let, I, let me say this, though. 
two guests that we have tried and rescheduled and rescheduled and tried to get on the <laughs> podcast for a very long time, both of them, honestly, uh, for for uh, different reasons. And this one was just one that we felt was important to have both of them on. So we we rescheduled this one a couple times to get them both on. I'm really, uh, I'm very I'm glad truly to have excited for this conversation. I think it's going to be a delight. Yeah. Um, and first to the floor is a delightful Chicago comedian. She is one of the producers of Key Club at the Laugh Factory. It's Jessica Mance. Hey, bud. Hey. Hi. Oh, How my God. I'm doing great. I'm, I cannot wait to talk about The Little Mermaid because I have thoughts and feelings. Oh, yeah. We should also mention that you just played Ariel uh, in The Roast of Disney Princesses. I did. I did. I feel uh-huh. I feel like I really channeled. I feel like I really channeled you the new embodied Ariel. embodied something that night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's something for sure. Like, <laughs> and I want to be like, oh, that's representation is that now Jessica can play Ariel. But like, I had you play, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer a year ago. You know, That's so. true. And I also played Betty White, I, which I think is <laughs> the, the biggest reach. It is, it's both the biggest reach and the easiest yeah, casting yeah, I've ever done. and just like the most true thing. Uh, well, let me bring in our other guest. Uh, he is uh, one of East Tennessee's uh, best comedians. Uh, I, I love this guy. He also, another reason why he's here, and not in addition to his capacity as one of this nation's great comedians. Uh, he also started a Facebook group called Disney After Dark. And I remember a few years ago getting this invite that Hunter had created this group and that I was invited to join it. Uh, and I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, this group now has 391,000 members in it, more than that. But uh, he has uh, truly created like a phenomenon that allows Disney adults to meme without fear of repercussions. <laughs> uh, and it's Hunter Roberts is here. Hi, Hunter. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm so uh, fucking excited to be here. I'm I'm oh, yeah. I'm allowed to say swear words, right? Because otherwise, of course, I, it's not okay, actually a family show. Um, yeah, I'm fucking so stoked to be here. This is uh, yeah. You talked about re- rescheduling us, and this is like my fourth, fifth time being rescheduled to try <laughs> to get is. on this show, and I'm super excited to finally be here. I'm so glad we finally got you. you. We're here early on a Sunday morning just to do it. Um, but I guess so. Let me start with uh with you, Hunter, and ask uh. I mean, I already know the answer to this, but do you fucks with The Little Mermaid in general? Uh, I do. I do. I fucks with both versions of The Little Mermaid. I also was five years old uh, when the original came out. Um, and so I, I, I saw I remember seeing it in theaters um, and being super stoked. Um, I oh, remember, wow. You, you do remember seeing it in theaters. Yes. Because wow. uh, I was right at that. Like 1989, 1990 was when I first started having memories of seeing movies right. in theaters. Yeah. Mm-hmm coincidentally like one of my biggest memories is because uh well today we're recording this on the day the 30th anniversary of jurassic park which was a huge oh. theater movie for me um but yeah i also uh saw this one in theaters and then i saw the the 2023 um in theater last week in theaters yeah. as well so uh a, a big huge uh little mermaid fan some of the best songs alan Menken wrote some amazing songs he really did and and ashman is is uh still on board for this one i think when yes. they write the songs originally right this is uh mm-hmm. howard ashman and alan Menken who wrote uh little shop of horrors and and uh a lot of stuff but um ashman dies basically right after they make the little mermaid and jessica what about you? Do you fucks with The Little Mermaid? What's the I, deal? I do fucks with The Little Mermaid. I think the original might have come out before I was born. Um, but I do remember that I had cassette tapes when I was very young. And two of my first cassette tapes were the um, Little Mermaid soundtrack. 
and wow. culture club so that was like pretty that was like the only music in my rotation club, like boy george yes for a very <laughs> long time it was those two cassette tapes for probably honestly years did you have a favorite song on that cassette tape on not culture club on Little yes, culture club yeah. <laughs> honestly top top to bottom all of all of culture club was a delight um <laughs> for uh you know yeah, this is just gonna be an episode about culture club now <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. um Fair enough. But... welcome to do you really want to hurt me the movie the podcast <laughs> <laughs> um but on the little mermaid i really loved part of your world that's that was that was really the best song for me and and obviously under the sea but i feel like that's a that's a gimme everybody likes that song and, and I, i'm gonna talk a lot of, about a lot of problems i had with this movie i'm also not gonna act like i didn't uh weep in the movie theater uh during part of your world <laughs> and probably a couple other points but i in my defense i was very high um <laughs> now you saw the new one in theaters right i mean obviously because it's in theaters right i now, did you were I there saw every it weekend, at, I think. Yeah, I saw it at the same one you saw it at. And I went because oh. also I thought no one would be there. Um, yeah. But the audience was, the the seats were all taken from the center, like front to back, everyone picked the middle seats. And I was like, man, <laughs> this is the kind of the one time I hate assigned seating. Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, AMC now also, well, I don't think they do it at the new city yet, but they charge, you know, for those, the the seats in the middle now. Uh, oh, wow. Unless you have a list, of course, which Steph and I do. I don't like to brag, but we are uh, members of Nicole Kidman's esteemed a list. Same. Um, oh, you are Hunter. I yeah, I that. come to that place for magic, man. Why would I not be? <laughs> you have to be. Member. Are they started doing that with you all? Because that's not an issue uh, where I'm at. It's like I- only in a couple theaters. Like I think River East is one of the pilots, and like maybe it's not even every movie. That's our but- downtown theater. Yeah. So when I was uh, in in early March, I was in uh, Edinburgh, Scotland, with some family, and I went to go see Scream Six when it came out over there, and that was my first time seeing because over there in theaters they charge you for where your seat is specifically huh. um in the in the theaters and i'd never seen okay. that before wow i didn't know that amc was actually very european oh, it's and not that, a, and that, it, that it was not an around. amc it was a it was just a different no, but, theater but that makes a, what amc is doing very european which oh, i yes. find very cool. so intercontinental <laughs> yes oh and hunter can i just talk, talk to speaking about tennessee and amc um do you know about the thing that happened at an amc in blue ridge not sorry not blue ridge that's the comedy club where you're just at uh it was somewhere in tennessee where they um they showed the transformers trailer and the little mermaid trailer at the same time accidentally and it really works (laughs) (laughs) i i have not heard of that i recommend i didn't pull an audio clip from it or anything but i recommend the listener pull it up it's like both trailers layered on top of each other and it's very funny for some reason it it, like all the moments seem to really line up (laughs) it really highlights how formulaic that uh how formulaic like making trailers are yeah but also like how much it works it's like a um uh uh dark side of the moon wizard of oz type thing happening in these overlaid trailers you gotta check it out yeah i Um, i I was uh much more impressed with the little mermaid than i was with the new transformers movie fair enough (laughs) so let's talk a little bit about the development of this movie i don't i mean obviously it's announced in 2016 when they're just like so horny for these live action remakes right 2016 is when the lion king comes out and that's I don't know. A lot of people don't know this. That Lion King from 2016 is like one of the top ten highest grossing movies of all time. Period. For sure. And uh, so they're they're that's why they keep making these because they're just trying to print money. 
And so in 2016, this is announced and the first two people to sign on as producers are Lin-Manuel Miranda and Mark Platt. And they also immediately start courting Rob Marshall to direct. Uh, this Now, listeners of the podcast will know that we did Chicago last week, which was Rob Marshall's first movie. Uh, and now uh, we're here at his current, the current point in his filmography, Little Mermaid. So what, and I think there are going to be some comparisons to talk about, honestly, when we get to Ursula, but that's later. Um, so they start courting him in 2017, which means they must like what he's doing on Mary Poppins Returns at the time, which he's directing. Um, some, some crazy casting close calls almost happen. Harry Styles is in negotiation to play Eric for a while, but he turns it down because he wants to do a world tour and he doesn't think he's going to have the time. And also Rob Marshall says that he thinks that Harry Styles is like trying to get away from being like a heartthrobby singy boy and trying to do darker stuff like that, um... Olivia Wilde movie that came out last year. Yeah, uh, boy, yeah. boy, was he out of his depth in that? I, that, I we, Steph and I saw that in in the Dolby, and uh, uh, I actually thought that it was like good casting for him because he's just had to be a little trophy husband boy. Yeah, that. yeah. it's like he didn't have the bigger Chris Pine role where he had to act. You know, he just had to dance and be and be, be a little. You know, but just he got make to out a little <laughs> sass. God, he really did. He got to just fake go down on Florence Pugh just. Probably for like five days of filming. You know what I mean? In my mind, Melissa McCarthy was the only person who was ever talked about as Ursula, but that's apparently not true because Lizzo auditioned and not only auditioned, but like campaigned on Instagram to get this part uh, and actually have, let's see, I have a clip here. You poor unfortunate soul, so sad, but true. If you want to cross a bridge, my sweet, you've got to pay the toll. Take a gulp and take a breath and go ahead and sign the scroll. Fly some jessam, yes, I've got them, boys. The boss is on a roll. You poor unfortunate soul. Bitch. So that's, that's from, uh... Her audition. She's got the voice. I just even in that video, I'm just like, oh, I don't think you're an actor. I think I, I would have preferred a Ursula that's Lizzo for, to Melissa McCarthy. To Melissa McCarthy? Yeah. Oh wow, that's interesting. I I thought Melissa McCarthy was maybe the best casting in this movie. Really? McCarthy, I I feel like she was definitely the like. Here's our our star name. See, I I feel like if she got a best supporting actress nomination out of this, I wouldn't be mad. Oh my gosh! I would say only for Golden Globes. If she got an Oscar nomination for this, I'm like, ah, da, 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 da. (laughs) I mean, she's she has she's been she was nominated for Bridesmaids. You know, she has a history of wild nominations. Yeah, that was a wild year. Yeah, that was also (laughs) Tropic Thunder year, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Yep. Look, I will get canceled if I say my actual opinions on Tropic Thunder, so we can't talk about it. Honestly, my least favorite part is Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. I I was like, man, this movie is great. But I just wish she could have been like bigger. And I don't know. It just needed it just needed more. And I think Lizzo could have delivered delivered on it. Like it reminded me of all the all the Catherine Zeta Jones stuff from Chicago, the way that they filmed her. It was like it was like very fossy. And like she was I felt like she was being drug around for most of her acting. Like she would just like be on her back and then just be pulled out of the frame by her legs. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I thought that she was like, I, I could not have told you that she could have produced that voice. And like, there's something about the like raspy. I, I was reading a little thing about how she 
loved Divine, the drag queen that Ursula was, like, originally sort of modeled after. And that, like, before it was confirmed or anything that that was what they did for Ursula, that she was like, no, that's Divine. I love her. And so she's, like, trying to channel that. And I see how that is there, but I do sort of agree with, like, that she could have gone bigger. Like, she she felt like she was going, like, big in a real-world way. And I was like, no, you're the, you're the fantastical underwater, like, gonna blow up to be 500 feet tall part of this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I need you to be out there with your I, I performance. for the most part, the, the entire movie could have dealt with everybody being a little bit bigger. Uh, under the sea is the very lackadaisical compared to the animated version of it. It's, yeah, it's very chill. It's it, like he first of all, Sebastian's talking about like the band playing and everything, but nothing's happening. It's just Sebastian singing while <laughs> Ariel's kind of like bobbing her shoulders to CGI, and yeah. it's just like it needs it needed to be just so much more big, especially to convince her to fucking stay in the ocean. Uh, but it just it, like there were a lot of parts that were just like you, you like uh, Steph said it. She said she said uh, you know you, you, it's like you're being big for real life, which this is mm-hmm. like yeah it's a live action film, but like you, you everything needed to be a little bit bigger. So RuPaul revealed that he was considered for Sebastian, but didn't want to do a Caribbean accent and was dropped for that reason. <laughs> um, and David Diggs said no problem. I'm <laughs> I'm all over it. Uh, when the movie is first announced, Lindsay Lohan expresses interest in Ariel. I thought you were going to say Sebastian, and I was like, man, I would have loved that. I would have loved that, honestly. And I I have no doubt she would have done the accent. I would have um, I would have loved a Sebastian from Ibiza. <laughs> Just love. I mean, because she's also like fully thirty five, which is fine. But this is a little mermaid, you know yeah, what I mean? I I saw a, a they have the the like little stage show for Little Mermaid at the Disney Parks at Hollywood Studios, and I was there fucking several 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 years ago, and we'd been drinking all day and uh, out in the sun and we went into this little mermaid thing because it was inside and there was air conditioning and there was the actress that was playing ariel who was very clearly someone who was like 29 years old yeah (laughs) and i had been just just the longest day and it was at one point she says her line where she's talking to her dad and she's like but dad i'm 16 years old (laughs) and she said it and i couldn't stop myself in the theater i had that moment of like oh no i'm a heckler but she said dad i'm 16 years old and i out loud went no you are not This poor twenty-nine-year-old woman yeah. just trying to be a cast member. This poor, this poor theater major. She's got her, got her big break. <laughs> oh wait, I do want to go back for something real quick that I forgot to play, which is I have a couple more clips of Lizzo being Ursula on Instagram. This one, and all these are hashtags, or like they they have captions that are like tag Disney. I'm trying to get this part, and this one is the wildest one to me. Hello, hey Eric. What you mean she's still over there? That bitch don't even got a voice. Well, tell that how to leave then. Shit. I know you want this BBW octopusy. And like, literally, it's like, cat, tag Disney. I'm trying to get the part. And I'm like, you're not getting the you part, went the wrong Lizzo. way with this one, Lizzo. Yeah. Uh, okay, one more, because this is, this is just joyful. <laughs> that is Lizzo on the flute playing that. That's fantastic. I love that. There's definite pluses 
to her being Ursula, but there are also some negatives as well. Yeah. The fucking, I, get over here and fuck this octopus. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of think she's too likable, honestly, to be Oh, Ursula. I could see that. I could see that. She's too smiley. Everyone loves her, you know? I mean, everyone loves Melissa McCarthy, too. To, to a degree, but well, I don't know uh, if you've seen the comments on any Mandalorian episode or not, but apparently yeah. people don't like Lizzo. That's fair. They got some thoughts about Megan the Stallion on She Hulk too that you're yeah. gonna love. So Halle Bailey is actually the first person to audition for Ariel because Rob Marshall sees her on the Grammys singing a cover of Donny Hathaway's "Where Is the Love," and I did pull a little bit of this just because it's the part, it's the song that got her the part, so I wanted to listen to it a little bit. Where is the love? You said you'd give to me Soon as you were free Will it ever be Where is the love You told me that you didn't love him And you were gonna say goodbye But if you really didn't mean it Why did you have to So that's obviously her and her sister, Chloe, who I did not know were um, like an R&B act uh, before. And that's basically her career before this is that she is uh, a singing duo with her sister, Chloe. Chloe and, and Haley, they're, they're called. Great name. They're Beyonce's protégés. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. They got they yeah. got famous singing Beyonce covers like on YouTube and Beyonce like pretty much became their mentor. And then Chloe wow. and Haley got big. Ali got big. Nala herself. Plucked them (laughs) from obscurity. Incredible. I I only know them initially from they did America the Beautiful at WrestleMania 34. Really? That was my introduction to them. Um, 34. I'm trying to think of which one's 34. 35 is like is the one where with the heist of the century, right? One eternity later. No one cares but me. I recognize that, but (laughs) pretty sure it was Roman and Triple H. That was the one that that everyone was like bored. Okay, that rules. But basically, Halle Bailey has been cast as Ariel, and everyone's cool with it. So no one ever has a problem with it. Disney After Dark flourishes uncommented. Yeah, everyone is just so fucking excited. (laughs) <laughs> you I never d- get I messages about what a liberal cuck you are for being a cuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean can we talk about that for a second like you you genuinely do get a lot of hate mail because disney after dark is uh i don't want to use the word safe space but like the the banner image is the disney castle in rainbow colors and it says pride right it says pro-choice pro-choice uh, sorry even um so i go ahead and hit you with two of them right up because <laughs> I, I i switched the banner uh the day that the the supreme court ruling went through uh, okay. and I was, just to let people know like if you're in this group this is what's happening and if you have a problem with this Please get the fuck out of my group. I don't want you in my group. <laughs> and, and would you people... believe that out of 300,000 people, there were some bad apples in there? Yeah, who knew um, <laughs> that I would get death threats uh, for supporting a black mermaid uh, with their name in the on Disney it. Disney movie. Yeah, they this is on Facebook. That shit. Yeah. Your name is there. Your job is there. Uh, it's wild to me when people are crazy on Facebook. Yeah, I posted a re- recently. I, somebody had sent me a message telling me that my group was disgusting. <laughs> and so I screen capped the message and posted it in the group and uh, talk about how proud I was of the group. And uh, and then that person messaged me again and they were like, take that message down. That was supposed to be a private message between me and you. And it makes admin look petty and immature for posting <laughs> that. And I was like, I, bro, I'm going to post this message you just sent to me. 
<laughs> if you don't want me to post some shit that you send me, don't send me stuff. <laughs> Heavy uh, is the head that wears the shark tooth crown. I will say this. Uh, one time somebody was mad that they couldn't uh, post stuff in the group. So they sent me a message. And if you send pictures in messages to people that you don't know, it blurs them out immediately. And then you have to like click it to open up the picture. And this person was like, fuck you, let me post. And then they sent me a picture and it was blurry. And I was like, well, what's this? And I clicked it and it was just a picture of their butthole. And I was oh. like, touche, well played. <laughs> How do you know it was theirs and they didn't just Google I, butthole? You know, I, I, I assumed that they were so mad that they went through the effort to just go in the Inquisition <laughs> and take a picture of their butthole. <laughs> send it to me that's so funny why are you giving away for free people pay good money for that stuff Uh, there was a part of me that was like you know what i think they might actually get this group (laughs) (laughs) this is against all odds back on brand for us i almost allowed the person to post (laughs) i just want to mention that halle bailey revealed that she had to spend 13 hours underwater during certain days of filming uh, and Kate Winslet was quoted as saying, get fucked. <laughs> Kate Winslet, who is officially half mermaid at this point. Who, who didn't have to go as hard as she did in the right. Avatar movie. She is not uh, underwater that much, even in the movie. Yeah, she was just down there. <laughs> Talk about people who are doing accents that I don't know if they're okay. Uh, Kate Winslet in Avatar 2. Um. <laughs> So Alan Minkin and Lin-Manuel Miranda, they write four new songs together, uh, but one of them, Impossible Child, it's a song for King Triton, and it's cut because in Minkin's words, and I had to use these exact words because they're so um, Minkin, uh, it dramaturgically was not needed. (laughs) Dramaturgically. Yeah. And also, I'm willing to bet they got in there and they were like, oh, Javier Bardem can't sing. (laughs) So let's They were like, we've already been through this uh, with Emma Watson. (laughs) <laughs> also this film is dedicated to howard ashman uh you know which is like it's like 30 years after his death but um you know he this was like basically one of the last group of songs that he worked on with uh, minkin deadline hollywood estimated that the film would need to gross around 560 million at the worldwide box office in order to make a profit which is just because we know we know that the movie had a budget of like 180 million or something but you know that's not all there's like almost 150 million of marketing costs and all this stuff that also goes into making a movie profitable that I don't know about because it's above my pay grade. Um, but it's expected to hit around 400 million this weekend. It's absolutely bombing in China. It made under 4 million in its opening weekend in China because the like racist state run media is running it down. Uh, the global times, which is a tabloid owned by the Chinese communist party, uh, called it forced inclusion of minorities and lazy and irresponsible storytelling. You know what's wild? As someone from Tennessee, this weird thing of how much uh, rednecks hate people from other countries before ever realizing th- that rednecks have way more in common with pieces of shit from other countries than <laughs> they even realize. Yeah. Uh, if they just take a moment to realize that there's uh, connectivity in their shitty behavior. Right. Chinese people can be racist too, and you guys can talk yeah. about that. Yeah, we should set these people up <laughs> on a on a you know it's like a speed dating thing. And it's like okay, which minorities do you hate? Maybe we can be friends. Maybe they can Let's make like, a, the like an access or something. Yeah, it's, it's just idea. like a it's like a Tinder but for bigots. <laughs> <laughs> What's that fucking uh, dating site? The, the Republican dating site that they had. That oh, nobody I don't remember. Join? I don't uh, remember, or at least I can't say on the air that I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> 
I didn't. That was the one where where there were only men on it or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Women to like, join. Not enough women. I couldn't yeah. convince women to join. <laughs> to join it. Wow. Mm. Grinder should have just taken it over. If there's only men on there, <laughs> I mean, anyways. Let's be fair. Most of them are on there anyway. Right? A lot of overlap. Um, Steph, I'm kind of done with my uh, sort of pre-spiel here. If if you want to jump into songs, yeah. we, can talk, we can talk about whatever we want to talk about at this point, basically. I mean, so I don't really have like a specific summary because I feel like it just feels really foolish to like do a plot summary of The Little Mermaid. Um, but I did just like write out all the songs and... Um, well, then can I, I talk about the opening real quick? Yeah, I would. Okay. So yeah, so I was just gonna say that like I would love to talk about the songs. I'd love to talk about like the adaptation choices that they made. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's let's start with the opening. We're not necessarily gonna go beat by beat here, but I, I there's a few things in the opening that that really got to me. First of all, we open on Prince Eric um, on a ship, and he's like being kind of wild, and he uh, what's his butler's name? Grimly. Grimsby. Grimsby. Grimsby has to call him in and be like, no, Eric, please be careful. It's your birthday. And I'm like, why is this opening the movie? This is such a fun movie about like underwater fish dancing. And we're opening with this boring ass scene on land. I'm like, did we just have to get all this exposition out? But then when you see Eric for the like when Ariel sees Eric for the first time, 25 minutes later in the movie, all that same information gets out again. He's too wild. He needs to be calmed down. He can't, nothing, Grimsby doesn't want anything to happen to him, and it's his birthday. And so I was, was so mad that this movie starts with seven minutes of an unnecessary above water scene. <laughs> Just feels like dramaturgically. <laughs> it needs to be there. Okay. I have to tell you that I, sh- I did, I have to admit, I shut up late to watch the new Little Mermaid. I was on CP time, which felt appropriate for a black little mermaid. <laughs> And so when you Maybe were just de- why they put this scene in yeah. to, to as a like a buffer. When you were describing the opening scene, I was like, well, maybe I didn't miss that much because I saw that part, but I didn't realize oh, yeah. it happened twice. So I really didn't no, miss yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. You were like, oh no, I right, saw that yeah. later. The animated one opens with like a weird overture too, doesn't it? Okay, so this was the animated one opens with the um they do put it in as like sort of one of the it's it's like a an updated song. It's called Fathoms Below and it's the mm-hmm. sea shanty. And like when we watched this, I was like, God, they had to have been so pleased when that TikTok moment happened in twenty twenty and everyone <laughs> got really sea into sea shanties. Everyone lost their like, Hell yeah, they're gonna <laughs> love this shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so that's like what opens the animated one. And I, as like a lake druid who I love tall ships and like I loved that tall <laughs> ship. And I was so sad that we weren't going to get all the tall ship stuff. That's like not a sentence I knew could be said. <laughs> I love tall ships. Love tall ships. <laughs> it is admittedly like the most white people shit I've I fucked up when uh, I fell in love with a lake, a lake fairy. <laughs> I do. They're great. This movie loves like exploring how beautiful that shit is. So, well, yeah. So then, it, when it finishes that that first scene, it then goes under the water. It pans under the water, and it's instantly beautiful. I mean, like yeah. they're like they're eating Avatar's lunch, and uh, and they're just like you know. But also, the starfish are dancing. They didn't do that in Avatar. And so we sort of pan down, and we get to the King Triton calling all his daughters for a meeting, like all fathers do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and Ariel's not there. And so where okay. is Ariel? 
I would also like to point, take this moment to point out, so in the animated movie, they do this song that's, like, about the Daughters of Triton, and, like, Sebastian is a little choreographer, um, and then Ariel's not there to sing, and, like, that's how we find out that she's missing. I didn't mind that that was out of the setup, because, like, that does feel very dated, but then there's no choral work, like, at all anywhere in this movie. even in under the sea where like there usually is yeah right? like in under the sea and kiss the girl um there's like that there is like that 20 seconds of it in the sea shanty and then everything else is sort of like changed into duets and trios which are very lovely but it is like this very distinct change that i um i don't know my little choir kid ass was was <laughs> well, like no because games. they they apparently decided that only three sea creatures or three animals were allowed to talk in the whole movie. <laughs> That's true. Uh-huh. And when, when only three of the background characters can sing, there's not going to be a lot of like good choral moments. That's really true. Yeah. I don't okay, understand I- the logic of like only these three animals can talk, especially when you like make Max the dog. A, and I know that Max couldn't talk in the, in the, animated film but you make max such a huge part of the film and then but that animal can't talk right but the other three right. animals that are in the movie can talk right it's some real goofy pluto logic yeah <laughs> but but it's also like okay so what happens here though is that ariel is like off exploring things and finding a fork a dingle hopper with a uh, flounder played by uh, jacob tremblay jacob tremblay I-, I love Jacob Tremblay. He's so his little voice is so sweet and cute. I'm gonna be so sad when he hits puberty. But I I, I want to take this opportunity to recommend the movie Good Boys. It's a Jacob Tremblay led comedy. Uh, that's like kind of like a super bad for younger kids, and it's very funny and very sweet, and he's so good in it. But uh, so she's off with with Flounder, and um, they get chased by a shark in an amount of peril that I found inappropriate for a kid's movie <laughs> oh, importantly this is this is one of those things that's like shot for shot i know but like that's what i'm is then when you make it live action it's like so like oh we're all of a sudden we're in the meg here like what the fuck <laughs> the danger felt very real yeah like i feel like the shark would would know who he was trying to eat you know right. what I'm saying? like if right, you're the yeah. shark if you're the shark that eats the king of the ocean's daughter uh, yeah you're not true. gonna a shark much longer right and, like, well, and also was... like why isn't the shark like hey guys i'm gonna eat you yeah you know I mean? yeah shark talk be one of the i understand if the know. whole action sequence is the shark trying to eat flounder and it's just her saving flounder the whole time right but it doesn't make sense that i think the shark would try to eat her he wouldn't know yeah maybe now if we had another storyline that's what this movie needs more storylines yeah. about how the sharks are trying to start a sea <laughs> uprising that would be good <laughs> that'd be a good plot for two it does also like Later when she goes on to land, she there's a line in in one of her songs about like not like are we just food to you? And like that that also is a layer of like some of the animals are sentient and some of them okay. aren't. Yeah, this is what like, I, this, this gets to what I want to what I want to get to. Also what do mermaids eat? That's true. <laughs> yes, that's a great that's question. So, okay, so um after the shark chase, we meet Scuttle, played by Aquafina. And <laughs> The most remarkable part to me about meeting Scuttle is that we have just survived this shark attack, right? The shark is chasing them. They don't want to be eaten. They're fighting for their lives. And then we meet Scuttle, this really fun bird character who instantly eats a fish alive. (laughs) And that is his intro. He dives under the water. She, I guess, dives under the water. 
eats a fish, and I was like, oh, that was a little, you know, disconcerting because of what we've established here in terms of sea life. And not only do we see it, but then we cut above the water to actually watch Scuttle gulp the fish into his beak and swallow it. Thank God it was one yes. of the fish that had no... Uh, no sentience. soul. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah the so- just regular run of the mill soulless fish. Yeah. And then goes back down to look flounder in the eyes and be like, what's up? <laughs> hey, buddy. You're next. <laughs> Stay in line, you little brat. That's why. So I had whiplash in the first 15 minutes of this movie from all this shit happening. I, I, I will say this. I would rather have whiplash than uh, fucking fall asleep like I did during the first half of Lion King. All right. Mm-hmm. That's fair. This is something I talk about, I've been talking about recently, is that everyone has one live-action Disney remake that they swear is the good one. You know what I mean? And, like, they're like, no, they're, they're all bad, they're all bad, but this one's really good. And do you do you have one, Hunter? I don't think that any of them are like, this is the good one. I, 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 I very much enjoyed this one. Uh, I think okay. this one might be the best of the bunch. I think, I think across the board, they're all wholly unnecessary. And and it's going to be a weird point in history when we look back on filmmaking that we did this. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's the definition of insanity Disney's doing right now—they're just oh, for doing sure. the same thing over and over again. But uh, uh, I mean, they, you know, like I I enjoyed Jungle Book. I I wouldn't call Lion King live action. Yeah, it's just a, a big a big CGI movie is all that is. Do you have a preference, Jessica? I, so like. the Little Mermaid was the is the first live action Disney movie I've seen, and afterwards I was not a fan. And then I had to remind myself that it's a children's movie, um, <laughs> and I also didn't want to be in the group of people that didn't like Little Mermaid because then right. I feel like I'm on the wrong side. Because like, oh, I'm in this bucket on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I like to change no, 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 all no, no, my no. recommendations. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't like it. Because she's black, like I don't like it for like other it reasons. Just because. No, I do have to like it just because she's black and I'm black, and that's just an unspoken rule. <laughs> it's for the culture. For the culture. Like, I, so you all saw it in 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 like theaters that didn't have a lot of kids in them. I saw it in one that had a lot of kids in it, hmm. and I, I I think for me personally that enhanced my viewing experience. One of the random times that you'll ever hear me say that. Watching a movie with a bunch of kids, because just uh, Friday night I rewatched the Spider-Man movie in a theater with a bunch of kids, and I was furious the whole time. Right. Um, <laughs> but for this one in particular, the kids were so receptive to it. I, I like mm-hmm. which the first time she turns into a human, uh, I heard like kids like gasping and cool. and like being really excited. And when she ki- like when they kissed for the first time, I heard little kids like clapping and cheering and stuff. Wow. And it was just really neat to get to see it from their perspective right because that's one of the things about movies in particular particular with disney movies as adults you get separated from it um yeah Yeah. what its purpose is but then when you get to see those things through the eyes of the people that it was made for it you know you get that great experience it's like when you go to the disney parks like it's like a neat experience but when you're there with a kid that's going for the first time it is the most magical thing in the world and so like they do a very good job of giving that to children and so i when in my viewing i got to watch that happen which was really cool i love that that really makes me happy a couple weeks ago when we were talking about newsies we were talking about the ability to watch something critically and turn off your emotional memory in order to do that and like i could not do that with this movie um and it was really when they did when they like panned under the water 
Um, and you see all of that, like, beautiful marine life sort of, like, brought to just it's still just animated like you were saying but just like a different level of animation like i felt my little five-year-old heart like get excited about it like and i was like oh this is not i'm not able to watch this like with any kind of indifference and so i love to hear that like that really is what like kids are responding to yeah i mean a, a buddy of mine was was talking about how uh with his his niece uh who is black she saw the trailer and, and it was like freaking out she was like oh my god the little mermaid looks like me and it was one of those moments of like yeah doc that's who it's for like all yeah. of the people that are like up in yeah. my fucking dms bitching about the mermaid like you're a grown-ass man shut the fuck up this isn't for you who gives a fuck what you think about this mermaid right they didn't exactly. that's like who cares you. why are you feeling so hurt that the little mermaid yes. is black like it's it's there's like they're nothing not going, they're not going back and deleting the 1989 version right. from the world yes and there's it's not like it's not like plot critical that she be white you know like not i just don't all. understand like the weird people that were like trying to use science to explain why mermaids would be white and i was like bro you're using science to explain why a fake thing they're yes. breaking your brain fake. yeah and, and it was just it was just one thing after another of like bro shut up this is for kids kids don't care i don't know why it's you yeah it's for kids and mermaids are not real like yeah <laughs> i had a i had a friend one time get mad at at, at people that were playing uh, uh skyrim that were killing dragons and i was like <laughs> you've taken your like weird love of animals too far because now you're <laughs> protecting imaginary digital animals that's, like, that's, that's, you, that's you missed you missed a plot thread somewhere that's me playing the new zelda game where i'm like oh i'm not gonna kill animals this time around and then i'm like oh fuck i ran out of food <laughs> i'm, I'm gonna start killing animals i'm gonna buy wolves yeah well should we talk let, let's talk a little bit about aquafina <laughs> oh wow sure i was gonna start with like part of your world and just like go in but like, i mean yeah. that's true but we were, I, I, we were I, on aquafina there for a second we were on aquafina it was so distracting yes it was that distracting it was that yeah that she's noticeably aquafina like i uh-huh. could not not think about her being aquafina i don't yeah. think there's any other version of her yeah no. she's not you know known for her acting even it, well, it, here's even in even in the farewell which i fucking adored uh and she's really great in that movie but she's still just aquafina yeah yeah i really liked her in crazy rich asians i was yeah, gonna I say cra- crazy, crazy crazy rich asians is like they right. figured out how exactly what she needs and gave her exactly what she needs and she and, shines in that and movie. i so I, 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 I like her in shang chi as well I, like i i adore shang chi shang chi i i really like shang chi but it, it is a, it's a, a thing where like oh they didn't totally use her to her fullest potential here to me and like it, she has that weird thing where like Oh, all of a sudden in Act Three, she's a great archer. Yeah, they they didn't have anything to, for her to do in Act Three. <laughs> yeah, they're like, let's they make her really good at bows and arrows. It was like we can either give you something to be good at, or we can kill you off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we would like to keep you around. We need her. We need you for the sequels. Yeah, uh, yeah. She so she has a song. Should we talk about it now? Or should we? Should we get no, to it? Yeah, I mean, let's talk about it. It's okay. scuttlebutt. Yeah, and I so I didn't know that you had seen this before, Steph. But you were talking to our friend Amanda. About it yesterday. Yeah, I had seen um TikTok really glommed on to the scuttlebutt. Um <laughs> that checks out. Uh <laughs> I think I think because and like this was sort of my experience too, I realized like out of context, like like 
I, I would love for us to talk here about whether or not it works in context because out of context it extremely does not it's work. It's like very and cringy feels, out of context. It like it like my whole body, every muscle tensed. And so I was just like a little ball and I was you know, you watch TikToks on the toilet, like I it was it was just like that it was a terrible experience. <laughs> every part of me was this just is the new like, Jerry Seinfeld podcast, actually. <laughs> yeah, walking TikToks on the toilet. <laughs> On the toilet. <laughs> on toilets watching TikToks. <laughs> but then in the movie, like, okay, so then, so so my expectations were below the floor. They were like in one of those Zelda chasms. And then the movie, I was like, oh, okay, it's not that bad. No, I, I uh, so I didn't know it was coming in the movie. And in fact, I didn't even see Lin Manuel's Miranda's name at the beginning. But as soon as she started rapping in that song, I turned to you in the theater and I said, "You smell that." I said, "You smell that, don't you?" I was like, "That's that's Lin Manuel Miranda cashing a check." That's, that's, I was like, "I know, I know those rap patterns. I know that. I know that, that flow." Cook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I do think it kind of works. It's 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 cute. It's it like works at first, better than it should. I'll yeah. say that it yeah. it is it is very distracting because it yeah. is out of nowhere. Here's a rap song. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. then by the end of it, when she and Sebastian are dancing around, doing it together, I'm like... Oh, yeah, okay, and then they throw the fun. blanket on, and there's that great bit of, like, you're, you're too close to me. <laughs> like, uh-huh. like, there's, so, there, again, there's good moments in that that number, and it, the, the lyrics are are great, because it's Lin-Manuel Miranda, but, like... I will also say, thinking about, like, five-year-olds watching it, like, I do still have it a little bit stuck in my head, just going, like, this got all about that, who say what? Oh yeah, uh-huh. parents. Parents are about to have their fucking lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not since Bruno. Not since Peaches. 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 As someone who talks to a lot of parents with young kids, they played fucking Bowser's Peaches. I was going to say, you're not talking about uh, Fuck the Pain Away for the listener. You're talking yeah, yeah, about the song uh, of the Super Mario Brothers. The Peaches, 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 yeah. Peaches, Peaches. That. Which is a delight in the, in it the is. Mario movie. Yeah. But uh, uh, so many parents with young kids they're like i've heard that song so many fucking times i hate my kids i do also like it um dramaturgically (laughs) (laughs) like it comes at the very toward the end like where we're getting there what four reprises of part of your world part of your world yeah Yeah. she stays reprising part of your world just like endless and this is like in that part of the movie the re <laughs> so like, re re press. yeah and i so i do i do like like a late act to like bouncy number to just like remind us that we're having fun well can, can we also talk about another new song that i actually really there's three new songs in the movie uh and i really liked two of them uh, yeah. And another one that I really liked <laughs> is is the one that she sings all in her head because she doesn't have her voice anymore, and so she's singing about what it's like to be on land. But it's all hap- all the singing is happening in her head. It's and I thought it was very cute. It's great. It's I did love the first that time. I loved that, and I loved Hallie's acting in that part because in my mm-hmm. mind I was I was I was giving it high praise. I was like, this is like, um, what's that movie where the guy doesn't talk for like the majority of the film because he's stranded uh, jay and silent bob strike back <laughs> cast away cast away i uh, was like when she sang this song in her head i was like this is Castaway level um silent yeah. <laughs> so, i mean well i mean like the the, the the beauty of of the animated one is that she can't talk but you can use the the beauty of animation to give her face expression right mm-hmm. and so right, yeah. it's always harder in in real life to be able to convey 
all of that emotion with just your face. There's that old acting joke of like, oh, well, I think I can do it with just a look. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not easy to do. And, and yeah. Allie had that fucking, the whole, the whole film was that for her and she crushes it. Yeah. She, I would like to take this opportunity to open the discussion of Halle <laughs> Bailey's performance because she just like is Ariel. She's what so fucking adorable. Yeah. She's so she, adorable. Now, now that doesn't, what I came away with that is uh, from the movies, I was like, now Ariel is not a strong character. But Halle Bailey was very good. Yeah. Ariel, Ariel like, <laughs> has almost no motivations. I mean, they try to give her more motivations that she just loves the land and not just wants a guy. Oh, the thing I wanted to say is that Halle Bailey studied um, Barbara Streisand in Yentl, who apparently sings a number of songs that are only happening in her head uh, in that movie. And she, like, studied her acting for, like, how to convey that stuff when she knew a song would be happening that she was not singing on screen. Interesting. She really, she does, as you were saying that, Hunter, I was thinking, like, that, right, like, you don't get the animation ability to make, like, comically big faces, but, like, she does do a really great job of, like, remembering how to, remembering to, like, over-accentuate a little bit to make up for the fact that she's not having any sort of vocal performance. Yeah, especially when um when Eric is like showing all the maps and stuff and she's like pointing uh-huh. and like, tell me more. What's this? You know, I was like, I was like, this is great. She's she's uh-huh. carrying this movie on her back. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> But but also like how many women have pretended to give a shit about some guy <laughs> showing them yeah. a I was bunch like, oh, of bullshit? Relatable. Every relatable. woman on this planet has been like, yeah, sure, honey, those maps are great. <laughs> okay, but also how cute is it that like Eric got a library and he also collects little treasures? Yeah, They're like good. little that hoarder freaks good. that find each other. They mm-hmm. they did a good job of like giving him something in this movie because well. Let's talk about him. Uh, his name is Jonah Howard King. Is that his name? Sure. Um, sure. Exactly. Like, and uh, he has a song. Um, Boy, you tell me he the sure is wet. He, he's, he's just damp this whole movie, ain't he? He's, he just, he's just a wet fella. <laughs> you know the that shot from Pride and Prejudice where where Darcy is like coming up out of the fountain or the pond or whatever, and he, he's got like his shirt wet. I do sort of feel like they were like, okay, that's that's our look, and we're and we're gonna just recreate that the whole movie. That was Eric's lookbook was just that scene. And also, the the one dude from Bridgerton getting out of the lake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know exactly, Bill. Uh, this this song. The song was a snooze for me. I would, this would be the Same. first thing I would cut. Yeah, and it yeah, was even called... visually interesting. Like, it looked like a perfume commercial. He's just running yeah. around. <laughs> really uh-huh. <laughs> That's it. It gave big romance novel cover vibes. Yeah. yeah. It was very much, though, he he in this movie gets the, like, he is the damsel in distress of this movie. Like, you know, he's trapped by his uh, royal parents to, like, have to live this, this one life. And... Um, <laughs> he does also have this is sort of the like uh Aida moment where in Aida Rodimus sings a whole song about like how he doesn't get to explore anymore he has to stay stay home um and this is like Eric being like I don't get to do what I want to do anymore I have mm-hmm. to like live in the castle poor me if they really um, didn't make him like Jasmine in this thing didn't they well, yeah. he's also a, it's it's revealed in this one that he's adopted and like washed up on shore and was found there and raised by his adoptive mother. Uh, Selena, is that her name? So why is there so much pressure on him then to be... Because if he's he's not like a rightful heir or anything, he's just like a person they found. It's right. like, oh, you have to be strong for this 
Maybe he becomes the heir at that point. I kind of took it. I kind of took it more as like that was his. That was like his origin story. But now he is like the part of the family, and so he's like become the scion of this family. Hmm. Steph tells me I'm wrong about this, but I I just didn't think he was handsome enough to be Eric. (laughs) I I kind of feel like you needed a real square jaw and some some sparkling eyes, like uh, like like Tom Welling or um, Brandon Ralph, anyone that's played Superman. I felt the same way, but honestly, even in the cartoon, Prince Eric is like pretty unremarkable. Like he, that, think... that is what I mean so about exactly that. Like he's just sort of like generically are. good looking. It looks like he was like on a Teen Vogue cover or something. Yeah, it's like literally. So like they did this, and then they did Beauty and the Beast, and then they did Aladdin because they were like, I am sick of these bland ass dudes. And so then they were like, Now here's Aladdin because mm-hmm. those princes are fucking boring dude mm-hmm. yeah uh-uh. i was i was into him uh i i like that they gave erica a little more to do mm-hmm. um i like that they built that parallel um of them both being you know uh little hoarders mm-hmm. and uh uh it, 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 it yeah again so it, it gave eric more as just I'm, I'm the love interest it gave eric more of a backstory which i i, I liked that part of the aladdin live action remake is that it gave jasmine more to do in that in that movie um the song was a little if, if he hadn't been wet the whole time i wouldn't have enjoyed the song as much <laughs> but i think he's a handsome fella and he was damp and i was into it interesting yeah i like that they gave them both more depth ariel and eric like it it, it gave more depth to the storyline having these backstories yeah. in comparison to the cartoon for sure additionally can we talk about the like how we get to see them falling in love and how fucking cute it is oh damn it's, it's just like they're just very adorable. When like, she puts on through... that hat, uh-huh. like, uh-huh. I, I like I gasped at how cute she was. That's around. I guess we should mention that's right around the same time that uh, we get our Jody Benson cameo. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, Jody Benson is the voice of Ariel in the animated 89. movie, and then also like the singing. She is just like if you are picturing a, a singing voice of Disney from the '90s, you're picturing Jody yeah. Benson. Did you clock that, Jessica? Is that a reference that like were you like oh that's Jody Benson? I know the name. I didn't know she was in the new one. I missed it. Who is she? <laughs> she's the one. She's the uh, first of all. She's the only white lady that runs a booth when they go to the market. Okay. And then she has an interaction with Ariel about dingle hoppers. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Now I know. Yeah. Um, she also voices yeah. Barbie in the Toy Story movies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Perfect. Opposite uh, Michael Keaton, <laughs> his kid. Yeah, this movie sure does flesh things out. It's 52 minutes longer than the original. Yeah, 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 which it does. Yeah. It, it could lose about 30 of those minutes and I'd yeah. be fine. Yeah. Dramaturgically. Uh, dramaturgically. Yeah. Dramaturgically. <laughs> I think I've laid out some pretty clear cuts for the. <laughs> <laughs> but I love, I love watching them fall. Like, okay, so, so like when he's teaching her the constellations and like that's how they figure out her name. Like that's really yeah. cute. When she smashes the coral to like teach him that there's a geode inside. That's mm-hmm. adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, we also haven't talked the, so one of the like structural changes that this movie makes is that it made Ursula like put something into the spell that Ariel forgets that what she has to do is kiss him. And like when at first I was like, what the fuck? Why are you making this more complicated? And then I like, you see that it's so that, there's not weird consent stuff mm-hmm. when yeah. they fall in love that it's really just them falling in love and it gives Sebastian and Scuttle more shit to do. So like that, you know, is nice for Aquafina, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I thought Sebastian was honestly kind of the star. Yeah. In, like, yeah. The second he half. truly was. There yeah. was like, no, there weren't a lot of like 
big laughs in this movie. didn't even have to do movie. the fish song. <laughs> there weren't a lot of big laughs in this movie, but, like, Sebastian did get me laughing a number of times. Like, it, it worked. And it, something about how he looks so real, but they still made him cartoony enough to be funny. It's not like Lion uh-huh. King where, like, they look too much like real animals to, like, be funny. Yeah. <laughs> He's, like, real, but they gave him, like, Spongebob eyes. Should we talk about... Well, actually, let, what if we go song by song here, just as a means of making sure we don't miss anything? Okay, so um, we talked about Part of Your World as the opening. Yeah. It's like our first, like, real song song, and it did make me cry. She made me... There's, like, it's, like, almost exactly the cartoon version, but she's just... There's a great... There's there's more um, acting moments in in her Mm -hmm. version of it. You you can tell that, that when they did it in the original film, it's just a song. She did a song, but in this one, she's also, like, performing it while she's doing it on screen and so there's like these like real like inflections of like want and desire that where she's like talking to the audience that yeah. she wants these things um as opposed to singing them that i really enjoyed a different take on it uh her 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 performance of it in that way was really cool well like i'm yeah. sure when jody benson recorded all that stuff she had no idea how she was going to be animated or you know maybe they had an idea mm-hmm. for you know how she needed to but you know, that's the advantage that Halle Bailey, like, at least knows what she's doing in all these scenes when, she's, when she sings it and is able to act them that way. Yeah. Um, but we're... Well, to the best of her ability, because it's in a, a giant blue room singing to golf balls. But yeah. Yeah. How did they, how did they film this movie? That was, <laughs> that was... I, I was thinking that the whole time. I was like, yeah. how did uh-huh. they film this? Especially with Ursula, all the like she like is doing all of these. She's she looks like an octopus. She's moving yeah. like an octopus. How did they do that? Yeah, a part of Ursula that I loved is that you know how octopus octopi each of their tentacles has its own brain, so they operate yes, independently. Yes, and you yes. can real that you can like tell that that's an element of Ursula. Yeah. In, it was so the, cool. It's like Doc Ock. Yeah. That, was, that had to have been some, like one animator that was like super hyped on that fact to like bring to the production group of like look we they all have their own fucking mind y'all and so that one person like animated all of the things like i, I uh, you brought up doc ock and i think that probably that's what they did with her they put her in the doc ock rig that they had alfred molina in in the new spider-man mm-hmm. movie to just like move her all around the set and like spin her around so from part of your world we go to fathoms below which is the sea shanty right um and then we get under the sea which my my note literally just says starry eyes emoji this is just like very fun (laughs) although i do miss the coral backing but i do also like the little the cute little duet it's a very cute duet Just a reminder from Lizzo. Back to Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> Under the sea, bitch. Uh. But this is another one of like, we need to know which of these fish are sentient and which are not. Like, yeah. who, who is going to be eaten soon? Yeah, and because are... some of them are doing choreography. That was yeah, where my exactly. issue with the animals that could talk came into play. Because I was also high, Andy. Yeah. And so when only... They were saying only like he was singing during the song and all these other fish were there and nobody else was singing. Then I spent the rest of the movie being like, why? Why? But what's the logic? <laughs> yeah. And then my brain yeah. was like locked on that for the rest of the movie. Like high brain took over and was like, how did, did were they like cursed with the gift of sentience? <laughs> like just did Triton give it? Some sort of beauty in the beast situation. Yeah. Like did Triton you, give like, Sebastian that ability so that oh, Triton could have someone to bully? And he needed a, a major domo. Yeah. 
And then like, so then Flounder can talk because Ariel needed a friend, like a, like an imaginary friend when you're growing up. It's like, you're fine. You can <laughs> have this fish that talks. And then they're like, okay, this seagull really seems like it would be funny. The seagull, they were trying, he was, he was trying to give Flounder the ability to speak, but the seagull dove into the water. Was trying to get Flounder. got timing. hit by the bolt. Because uh-huh. I don't said, think anyone would give the seagull the right to talk. Right. No one would hurts. come out of its mouth. Yeah. Right. If, if Triton could catch that seagull, he would take it back. Yeah. More voice for you. He's like, oh my God, that's the voice? That's Is that okay, only, Triton says? That's why only three animals can talk. Triton gave like, an Aquafina the ability to speak and was like, was like no, uh, more. no more. That's enough. Yeah. Good, three. Actually. We've got three. That's I thought. I thought Under the Sea was so visually interesting i wish that it would have carried through the rest of the movie um i saw i saw the new one with my girlfriend and her biggest complaint that she could not let go was that there were no fish playing instruments and i <laughs> literally i was so i was like why they're supposed to be like tapping each other's bellies and shit. it's in Where the song it? too like yeah. yeah Diggs is singing about these fish playing the instruments and they're just not um, so then we get Eric's song, Wild Uncharted Waters, where he's Wild dreaming about Uncharted um... Waters, sponsored by <laughs> Chanel number five. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Ariel, like, you know, sees Eric dreaming about her too, and she wants to go to the surface. And so here we get poor unfortunate souls. Mm. Um okay, which so this is... is our first change. Uh they change they took out a whole verse of this. Oh, interesting. I didn't, oh, oh, you know what? I didn't. Okay. I have yeah. the lyrics here that, that were yeah. cut, and I think we can see why. The men up there don't like a lot of blabber. They think a girl who gossips is a bore. Yes, on land it's much preferred for ladies not to say a word. After all, dear, what is idle prattle for? Come on, they're not all that impressed with conversation. True gentlemen avoid it when they can, but they don't swoon and fawn on a lady who's withdrawn. It's she who holds her tongue who gets a man. I mean, wow. that's a good verse. <laughs> I think it's because there's too much truth in it. Yeah, <laughs> it's too big of a truth bomb. They had yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fragile ass white men were already way upset. Uh... Yeah, well, because there was changes to kiss the girl too. Uh, well, for sure. The, yeah, the 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 line possible she wants you to. There's one way to ask her. Don't take a word, not a single word. Go on and kiss the girl was changed to possible she wants you to use your words, boy, and ask her if the time is right and the time is tonight. Go on and kiss the girl. Beautiful. It's so easy. What I love about this is like they fix so many things about this movie with just like a single line. Mm-hmm. All you need is a single line. Like again, you 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 take that line out of Poor Unfortunate Souls. You change that line and kiss the girls, and but you don't even notice it. Yeah, you know what I'm right, yeah. Like it, it it doesn't it doesn't detract from the story. It doesn't change anything with the story at all. It's just it just makes it more accessible for future generations. It doesn't have a bunch yeah. of syllables shoved in there like the scuttlebutt song. Oh boy. <laughs> You know, in Poor Unfortunate Souls uh, made me realize how much I missed Flotsam and Jetsam as, like, an evil little duo. Like talking. Who also yeah, cannot I... talk. Yeah, they were not given the gift of speech. The curse of speech by Triton. <laughs> but I did miss them talking. I, I, I mean, we sort of talked about this earlier. Like, I just, I wished that she had gone a little bit bigger here. But I also, like... I did, I, she did disappear into Ursula. Like, I did stop seeing Melissa McCarthy, and I did, like, think of, of what I was watching as just Ursula doing Poor Unfortunate Souls, which I think is a really big accomplishment. Yeah. Especially for, uh, 
a, a character that you know so well and an actress that you know so well. Yeah. Yeah. She said she she had never sang and didn't know she could sing and like worked with a vocal coach and like all the singing is her in this movie. Good job. Um, but yeah, yeah it's her. great. Um, is kiss the girl? Uh, kiss the girl is next. So next is uh, for the first time, which is Ariel. That's where she's on and singing her. Yeah. Um, and then which I do also think is a great like uh tool to get her to be able to like still be participating and like you you still get Halle Bailey's voice <laughs> while she's in like the part. Yeah. Yeah. That's talk, one of those yeah. weird things of like you have this amazing voice and you just take it away for half the movie right. and it's like no 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 you got to give her something else to do right we're we're making a movie we can do something. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we need to hear more mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so then from there we go to kiss the girl which again is the same like the animals aren't making the sounds anymore they're or, like they sort of are but like it's not they're not they're, like certainly there are no frogs on the paddle as it like goes across the screen seeing cha la la la. Right. They get some of it with like the the like nature part, like the you know, the water yeah. and the plants, but yeah, it's not the full the full thing. But, yeah, this is another part where it's feels... like be bigger, give me more, you know. Yeah. It feels like they were trying to be like, no, like you can hear this is the music that like comes out of nature as it is and and like you don't have to accentuate it like it it just is naturally this beautiful but it's mm-hmm. like it's not that's not actually what it does it just sort of like ends up in this like middle nowhere so there there's also a fun fake out at the beginning of it that i liked where they're like oh we'll make music and then aquafina just starts yelling chicka wow chicka wow wow chicka wow <laughs> in her raspy voice <laughs> Uh, and it's like this thing where they use your knowledge that this song is coming against you to get this joke in and it's great (laughs) i there's a a hilarious meme that gets shared in the group all the time uh where they say that like ariel's the only one that can understand the animals and so like during kiss the girl eric had to have been fucking creeped out of just a cacophony (laughs) of animal noises yeah It's like, well, you can hear that, right? You can at least know there's a crab on your shoulder, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I'm pretty fucking not used to being in nature, but I would notice that like a typhoon, like a weird whirlpool, lit up whirlpool was forming underneath my boat. <laughs> and, also, and also, what what noise is a crab making? Like, what noise would a human Like, what's hear? the real noise happening? Yeah, right yeah, now? what's the is real noise like, from a <laughs> What does the crab say? What does the, uh, uh, the, the sound that a crab makes is very clearly that of a steel drum. <laughs> <laughs> All crabs. It's that of David Diggs doing an accent that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and then after Kiss the Girl, it's the Scuttlebutt. Right, and then which we we're, talk about. That's, and then what, we're that's exclusively... what we end on. We end on yeah. the Scuttlebutt. It's kind of well, all we reprises, get reprises after that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we get... Um, there is a moment where Hallie sings as vanessa the the human ursula who they nailed by the yeah. way yeah oh, oh my so god what good. a star oh like i, I so know feruza bach is too old to play that role now but they found whoever the young feruza bach is oh, right Jesus. i was reading that they were like trying to intentionally look for someone unknown because melissa mccarthy like was so known and so they were trying to um balance that a little bit and like damn this she girl has, like two minutes what a of screen time and she yeah. just eats it up yeah, yeah. I, I thought I thought she was like CGI or something. I was like, damn, they, they that girl looks just <laughs> fucking like her. 
But yeah, and then we get reprises of Part of Your World, and we get the um, the island band version reprise of Kiss the Girl is like our what what Andy used called it something early, earlier. It was like the, the oh, it's the like we saved the day music. It's like oh, yeah. we did it. The we did the it. Yub-nub. It's the Yubnub exactly. It's the Yubnub, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before we sort of move on, is there anything about the movie that you guys feel we didn't address that you want to get in? I like that she finally snapped because she killed her own eels. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, her buddies. Where she was Where she like, was like trying to murder many people at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. then she kills the eels. She's like, no! That's too far. Yeah, and then fucking snaps <laughs> and becomes a giant kaiju. Yeah. I was really worried that we weren't going to get the giant kaiju. Like, I was like, no, they've been doing everything, like, so, you know, trying to keep it more literal and more real-worldy, and, like, you don't get a giant kaiju in a literal real world, but... Well, it, it, Ursula is able to save the day, because fortunately there's a very pointy ship uh, in the yeah, ocean yeah. at the time. <laughs> <laughs> the Ariel steers... Sorry, Ariel one. is able to save the day. Not yeah. Oh, yeah, and Ariel Eric, gets Eric, to Is it Eric, Eric in the last one? It's Eric, it's Eric in the yeah. animated movie, okay. and that's why Triton is like, maybe humans aren't all bad. And they don't do that in this one. Well, in this one, Ariel's like, well, and Eric helped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Eric was like, on a rock nearby. Yeah, yeah, she was like, Eric was there too. <laughs> the way that Triton first shows up and then just like hard stares at Eric when he first meets him. <laughs> Javier Bardem showed up and just gave me that look. I'll be out of here. I'll see I'm you so later. sorry. Uh-huh. We have to break up. Yeah, I will never I know that touch you just water. saved my life from a sea witch, but you got to go. <laughs> I will only spend my days on land from henceforth. Do you think when Ariel is being uh, like too like um, of the internet, people tell her to go touch water, <laughs> <laughs> go touch sand? There is this whole theme in the movie of like Prince Eric's mother, uh, Queen Selena. Like when the for some reason, right away she's like, "Oh, this is the sea people. The sea people are real, and they're sea people, and they hate us, and we are going to uh-huh. go to war with them." But then later she's like, oh, "I think the sea people are okay." Yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty quick turnaround for her. Yeah, yeah. And, uh-huh. and all it took was really them kind of just like coming up and being like, hey, like Hi. all the people. Are, <laughs> yeah. We're not here to murder you. It's it's one of those things of like, maybe that's how Romeo and Juliet would have gone if if everybody would have just had a conversation. Right. <laughs> just yeah. one, just one conversation. <laughs> I, I get frustrated with a lot of media that that generates conflict for the sake of conflict, like the entire, basically the entirety of, of Cobra Kai, the, sure. the, the, the karate kid TV show, that whole show, if everybody just said, everybody got to a room and just had one conversation. They're like that season show long exist. arcs. Yeah. yeah. That it's would, just, that it's literally that are just one conversation fixes everything. Right. And it's like, that's what this movie, like, Oh, well my son fell in love with your daughter and we all saved each other. So yeah, We're I guess, gonna... I guess maybe, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. I think everything might be okay. And then it, 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 instead of just like hiding it from everybody and then everybody wants mm-hmm. it dead. Also, all the um, uh, tri- daughters of Triton are like basically all different races, which to me implies this narrative that Triton goes around the world just like fucking women from every right? country. He has well, to. Why you look like that? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Right. I mean, if I look like Hover, Thank you, by the way. I'd be Thank doing you. some fucking. <laughs> <laughs> That is also though like they made they made such a visual point of that that I was like so sure that we were going to get something later with like all of the sisters singing and then they also kept talking about the choral moon and I was like oh right they'll be like they'll have a big choral performance at the choral moon 
They should have sang It's a Small World in all the different languages. Yeah, Yeah, they should have done that. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking yuck. Here's my question. Uh, What? How? Where where are their moms? <laughs> oh, it's a Disney that? movie. They don't have moms. Yeah, they don't have moms. Well, Ariel's mom was <laughs> Ariel's killed mom by is humans. Dead. Yeah, Ariel's mom is dead. That's why Triton hates them so much. There must there must be like some backstory there that they're like, oh, this will be for the sequel or something. If they're because none of these none of these remakes have gotten a sequel that I know of, but they seem to think that this one might. Um, and there must mm. be some sort of like meshed backstory where like the the like shipwreck that kills. Her mom also like brings Eric to the shore, you know, or something. And like also, that. Um, the pirates that cause it are Johnny Depp's boat from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> from the Rob Marshall no, no, no. directed. It's, it's 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 Javier Bardem's boat from the fifth oh. Pirates of the Caribbean. Wow. The fifth Pirates of the Caribbean movie is about Javier Bardem trying to find Tridents. <laughs> Tridents, Trident. And I was, and then now he, I guess he found it because now he's in this with, the, <laughs> with the Trident. There's a lot of passing back and forth of the Trident. He yeah. dies at one point, but oh, it's yeah. okay. He just, oh, yeah. just electrocute him into nothing, yeah. and then he but just comes back. He gets better. Do you yeah. know what they did cut out of this <laughs> movie? Back. Are the creepy little people, the creepy little seaweed people that oh, Ursula like makes? Souls. Yeah. Um, they're they're nowhere to be found here, and I I was a little bit sad to see them, but I do <laughs> just did not see them. Um, but I do understand why. I think they would probably would have creeped me out a lot in yeah. live action. Yeah, they had that one little like where she swam through the the thing that like grabbed her, which I would yeah. say was probably oh, the closest yeah. thing to that. It was like a little like nod to it. Yeah. Well, it's time for us to sort of do our our finalish uh, segment here, which is um. To talk now, normally we talk a lot about what it would be like to reboot this movie. Obviously, this movie is a very new reboot, so that's a wild choice. Um, but you know, I've talked about how I think Prince Eric could have been cast better. Could have had, I've, you know, said who I who I thought should have been in there. Are there any like casting choices that you guys would have made differently? You were talking about Ursula, Jessica, and like yeah. I don't think it's Lizzo, but is there someone? I think Lizzo could have been a good Ursula. I think if they, picked... I think they could have coached her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, with it with a, like a really good director could have. Sure. Not to say that Rob Marshall isn't a good director, but like I feel like they could have like gotten the correct, not I don't know, correct, a great performance out of Lizzo. Sure. Yeah, I think I think a drag queen as Ursula, because I what yeah. it was missing for me was like big, exaggerated, kind of like evil, mm-hmm. like sinister looks, and it just didn't feel big enough. And I want that like over the top, like exaggeration mm-hmm. that a drag queen would definitely sure, bring nailed. it back. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I see you're trying to groom our children, but we don't have time to get into that. <laughs> but, you know, the, the thing about Ursula, and this is the thing about a lot of drag queens, too, is that a lot of people don't, because, you know, in comedy, a lot of people play Ursula for some reason. Like, we've had a lot of shows where people have played Ursula on the roast. I've seen people do it on other shows. It's often a dude. It'll often be just like Matt Riggs, my co-host of 30 characters, has played Ursula for sure. Mm-hmm. And, like, what a lot of people don't get about Ursula is that she is sexy in a way at least at least her movement and her voice and her behavior she's very sensual yes yes, is very sexy and like she feels that she's sexy and that comes through and um and like i that was here that to me that was here in melissa mccarthy's performance and lizzo obviously has that because as i scrolled back to 20 you know 17 on her instagram to find these clips of her as a uh, Ursula, I realized truly what an Instagram thought she is. <laughs> she, <laughs> she really she's, she's just hoeing on there. She really is. On Maine. On Twitter, she straight up like shot her shot with Chris Evans. Was like, Chris Evans, <laughs> get right. these fucking DMs right now. 
Okay, this is also a wild casting choice, but I kind of would have loved Kathy Griffin. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I thought you were going to say Kathy Bates, which I would have been more on board for. Yeah, dude, I would have fucking ate up Kathy Bates. Yeah. Kathy uh, Bates was was originally one of the people that they wanted to play um, Mama in, oh, yeah. in Chicago. We talked about that last week. Yeah. We talked about how it was Kathy Bates and Beyonce, and they landed on somehow the perfect middle choice of those two. Which <laughs> Queen, Queen Latifah. Latifah. Yeah. Queen Latifah might have done a pretty good job. She might have been a pretty good Ursula, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She can sing. Um, well, there's something. Well, also, okay, one, one more thing before we go into the song, which is that I kept thinking about how there's a version of this movie where it starts with Ariel washing up on the shore with her feet, and mm. you don't know if she. You don't know if she's crazy and thinks she was a mermaid and that's just like the head trauma from this water accident she obviously had or if she actually was a mermaid, you know? This, and I think the, this is the Christopher Nolan gritty reboot. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> Animal <laughs> that, <laughs> so that that element could be there. I don't know. <laughs> I love that. Um, but what we do on this podcast, you guys, is that, um, you know, when they remake a musical, just like they did with this one, they put new. They put at least one new song in there, right? And that's to get that best original song Oscar. And mm-hmm. so um, that's what we do on this podcast. I always write a new song for every movie. Do we think it's going to be Scuttlebutt? Do we think <laughs> that, that is what they're going <laughs> to the submit? Like, well, that's the thing is they they would have to nominate one of those. They three do historically songs. choose the wrong song, so oh, like, sure. yeah, maybe. That's why Lynn has not gotten his Oscar yet because they were too afraid to nominate Surface Pressure. From how, Encanto, how far yeah. I'll go was up against La La Land. And that's why yeah, that did That's win. an unfortunate one because that should have won. But uh, we, we debated that on our La La Land episode. <laughs> <laughs> we debated again on our Moana episode. Um, Which and then, uh, uh, here in a couple of years, you're going to get to do a live action Moana because I'm that's really a, excited. a Disney classic. It's all happening. If they don't get The Rock to play uh, Maui, I don't know what we're doing here. He's, I think he's already said he's not. Okay. Well, then Steph, know, Steph said it should be Roman Reigns, but I don't I know. know. That, uh, I, I do think Roman could do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do know that uh, Ali E. Cavallo has already come out and said that she's not going to be playing Moana. Mm-hmm. Wild. Just wild. She is going to be, um, sorry, I know, but she's going to be Janice in the Mean Girls, the the Mean Girls movie oh, nice. version of the musical. And I am, that is such a great choice. She's a remarkable, like, I think Disney grew her in a lab. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was like the first thing she's ever, so I was at Comic-Con when they were like leading up to the release of Moana. And that was like her first like introduction into the world. They were like, by the way, here's Moana. It's Ali Cavallo. And they brought her out. And like, she came out, was like already ready for fucking press and was like crushing interviews and was just this amazing. Like, and she'd never done anything. This was her, that was her first thing. And she came out the gate hitting everything out of the park. And I was like, you're not real. They created um, you in a lab. That's how I feel about Iman Vellani from ms marvel yeah uh yeah that that she's just like so cute and so good at all this stuff and like must be getting all that internet hate shit that like rose from star wars cut but like still seems to just have the biggest smile on her face every time you see her but so anyway so i yeah i write a new song for every movie that we talk about and it's exciting day stuff you know this um this is gonna be the first time ever that the song i wrote for the podcast i am the i'm dropping a live version of it okay because i hosted paper machete yesterday I talked a little about a bit about the Little Mermaid, and I did the song that I wrote for today's episode of the podcast live, uh, recorded it, and that's what we're going to listen to right now. What is Paper Machete? Paper Machete is a great show in Chicago every Saturday afternoon. 
at three o'clock at the Green Mill, which is like Al Capone's favorite bar in Chicago. And it's just this great, it's, they call it a weekly live news magazine. And it's a lot of comedians doing uh, pieces on the news, which sounds boring on paper, but it's people doing wild characters and very funny essays. There's always great musical guests there. And I do want to shout out Lauren Kapinski and uh, Zach Bain's Elbow for getting me uh, the sound so quick, because it was just yesterday, and they got me the sound from the show so I could put it on the podcast. And that's where we're going to hear it right now. Uh, the song is called, well, it'll be very clear what the song is called, so I'll just talk about that afterwards. Um, but here, take it away, me from the past. Um, okay, so here's the song. This song is about uh, The Little Mermaid. There was a change in it that I did have a problem with. It's not that Ariel's black. It's not that Kiss the Girl is about consent now. Um <laughs> Yeah, some people really had a problem with that. No, there's there's one character who, if you watch Little Mermaid as much as I did as a kid, you'll notice is missing from this version of the Little Mermaid. If you watch the videotape as much as I did, you'll notice this character is missing. Um, so now, uh, whenever you're ready, Zach, hit that song. This is his song. I not only put him back in, I gave him a song. Everyone's at a celebration of love. There's happiness in the air. The wedding of Prince Eric and Ariel, the mermaid with the raven hair. Usually big gatherings aren't my thing. I'm typically kind of a loner. But it's my job to be here and preside, because I'm the priest with a boner. Priest with a boner, priest with a boner, baby. Aladdin told Jasmine to take off her clothes. The Lion King said sex in the air. But when a priest with a boner needs compassion, nobody seems to care. Everyone hates when Catholic priests diddle kids, and rightfully so, that's bad. But when a priest gets a boner at a wedding of two adults, everyone still gets mad. Make up your minds, I'm a priest with a boner, priest with a boner, I'm a priest with a boner, priest with a boner, honey. around my burgeoning knob. If boners are crimes, then get out your handcuffs. Actually, don't. I'll perform this <laughs> wedding with vim and vigor, because everyone knows priest dicks are bigger because they're full of God's love. <laughs> priest with a boner, priest with a boner, baby. Priest with a boner, priest with a boner, honey. Priest with a boner, priest with a boner, baby. Priest with a All together, everybody together. Here we go. Here we go. With a boner, oh yeah! All right, one more time. Let's take it home. <laughs> breathe with a boner, breathe with a boner, baby. Breathe with a boner, breathe with a boner, honey. Breathe with a boner, breathe with a boner. <laughs> uh, Thank you. That Thank shit you. is legit.
legitimately good. That's so good. I would I would play that back more than the Little Mermaid soundtrack. Honestly, like I I I love, I would have that on repeat. Thank you very Should much. Get the nomination. Of this yes. I was very the the part where everyone is singing along and clapping is like one of the best things that's ever happened to me on stage. It just feels so good. You're like, this is what Taylor Swift feels like. <laughs> <laughs> the um the the musical guest of Machete was this lady Michelle McGuire, and she was so effusive about how much she loved that song, and she was like, I think my bass player legitimately wants to record it with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, and then she made a joke when during her last set about how she was covering it on her next album and stuff. I was like, I'll get you the chords. You absolutely can cover it. <laughs> um, so yeah, solid song. Thank you very much. I'm very happy with that one, and uh, and happy that I got to perform it live. Uh, it's that's gonna be song... the new uh, theme song for Disney After Dark. Uh, hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> it's called, hell yeah. It's called Priest with a Boner uh, or PWAB. Um, <laughs> Pwab, yeah. Yeah, Pwab is the alternate title. And now's as good a time as, men- as any to mention that the only place where you can get clean versions of all the songs we do here on Musical the Movie the Podcast is at our Patreon, patreon.com slash dumbfun, which is the Patreon for the whole Dumb Fun family of podcasts. It includes uh, Musical the Movie the Podcast, the podcast you're currently listening to, as well as uh, 30 characters, which you've been on. Uh, Jessica, this completes your hat trick. You, you've been on, I've done it. Oh, hey. You were on 30 Characters, a great episode of 30 Characters, and you're on one of my favorite episodes of Fanny Falls Demon Hunter, the fake TV rewatch show that I did. Where, uh, <laughs> oh, I love that one. Oh, thank you. Me and Steph Weber play old uh, stars of a very Buffy-like TV show, and you played uh, Nut Ella, a uh, Raven Simone type rapper turned actor who was on the TV <laughs> show with us. Um, what, what a great time that show was, and uh, your episode is very funny. Um, so check out our Patreon, please. Doing these songs is a lot of work. Doing Fanny Falls is a lot of work. 30 characters is actually very easy. <laughs> and uh, on that note, uh, Jessica, what do you have coming up that you want to plug? This will drop tomorrow. Um, let's see. At the On the last Friday of the month, we have a special edition of Key Club. It's called Sashay. So it's an, an ode to our old queer comedy show wow. at Laugh Factory. So we're bringing wow. it back for Pride. It's going to be stand-up comedy and drag. So You get the gayer name back for Pride. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> bring it, that's nice. Bring it yeah. back. Uh, awesome. And then you're on, uh, uh, tw- I don't know if you're on Twitter. Uh, we're, we're, I kind of left Twitter, so I don't know who's on Twitter. I'm not really um, on Twitter like that. But you're on Instagram with the very easy to remember, that's my bay bay, spelled none of the ways that you're thinking of. B-A-Y-B-A-E. <laughs> and uh, Hunter, what about you? I just gotten off of the road from a, I did a tour to celebrate my fifth year of sobriety. And so I did a bunch of yeah. shows for that. Oh, congrats. So, congrats. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, so I just kind of got home. So I. What I, about I, soaps? I take... Any soaps coming? Unfortunately, no. So the soap company got too big and it was okay. just me. And so I, I I had to stop doing it. I'll still do it as like merch. When I go on the road, I'll make soap to sell as merch. Um, That's incredible. But I, I haven't, I haven't, I don't, I don't do it online anymore. I've not even really announced that, that that's a thing, but I, I just kind of like let it slowly slip away into obscurity because mm-hmm. uh, it was just me making soap. And then on like a, a, an idle Tuesday, I would get an order for like seven pounds of soap. And I would be <laughs> like, but I don't want it anymore. This yeah. isn't mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Uh, like, now I got to make this Jurassic Park themed soap <laughs> for fucking somebody on the other side of the country. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I stopped I stopped doing the soap. I don't have anything coming up. I will in 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 like late summer and in, in the fall. I always go out on the road and do a big uh, tour in the fall that I call the spoopy stuff tour because I mm. go down to Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando. And so I, I do it as a tour to justify that trip. Uh, <laughs> But the, the, at the beginning of summer, I, I, I tend to, to 
to take a little bit of time to have fun with my friends and remember why I, I do the stuff that I do is so I can enjoy, take a moment to like sit back and enjoy my life, um, which is that. what I, which is what I, I'm going to be doing for the next month, which is, uh, I, I, I've been very fortunate in, in recent years to be able to get to do stuff like that. So nice. I have great. nothing coming up basically is what I'm getting at. Love it. Well, if you're on Facebook, join the Disney after dark uh, group. It's, it's a lot of fun. It, it, it is, but also don't message me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or it will go on main. Yeah. So here, so I, when, when you were originally put in the group, Andy, it was anybody that was in the group could post. And then Facebook changed the way that they run groups and they let anybody join any group at any time. And so the group went from roughly uh, 600 people uh, to 10,000 people in less than a month. And then it went from 10,000 people to 391,000 people in a little less than a year. And so wow. anybody can join the group, but only the people that were in the group before it opened up to everybody are the people that are allowed to post. And so all the new people that join the group get really pissed that they can't <laughs> post. Mm-hmm. But I don't know who the fuck they are. Right, you don't know they what kind of send weird me messages confirming <laughs> why I should have never let them post in the first place. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and so like 600 people can post in the group, but only of that 600 people, about 20 or 30 people do post. So there's this running joke that Disney After Dark is just 20 to 30 people. Honestly, it's worth it just for you. Like you pretty much post something in there once every day or two. And, yeah, or if I just, not more. Just, just yesterday, I was very fortunate. Facebook informed me that I got a top contributor badge to my own goddamn group. Congratulations. I was like, yeah, Facebook, I fucking know. Who says you don't have anything to plug? Yeah. But no, it's it's it, the, the group is fucking wild. It got mentioned on BuzzFeed. It got mentioned in the goddamn USA Today. Uh, That's incredible. And But then just like all these things, this, uh, that like, you know, you someone asked you to use it in an intro for a stand-up set, right? Yeah. I, I, I did a, a show at a, a comic book convention in Columbus, Ohio, and I was like, this feels like the perfect time to, to put this in, into my bio. And the person brought me up and they were like, you guys heard of Disney After Dark? And it was just fucking crickets. And I was like, well, this guy created it. Here's and Hunter. Like, oh, I, I created like, this thing that 400,000 people are in. And, like, and apparently none of those 400,000 people were in that audience <laughs> at that time. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been a weird, like... It's been, it's definitely been the most successful thing that I've ever done. <laughs> uh, I get it. Mine was a, a, a friend of mine invited me to a comedy show and I made a Facebook event real quick that was just called staying in tonight. And I was like, oh, sorry, I'm busy. I'm doing this. I have, I have this going on. And I sent it to her as a joke. I never invited anyone. I never posted about it. And then like before the end of the week, like 20,000 people were in that event <laughs> just because they thought it was funny that there was an event called staying in. Um, and yeah, again, it's the most successful thing I've ever done. And uh, that hurts. I'm just trying to figure out a way to monetize this damn group. <laughs> right, I, exactly. That's, that's what I was trying to figure out. At the end of the day, I'm trying to figure out how to make Look, money. Look, follow me on Twitter group. or something. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, if I could get the following on any other social right? media account that I have on Facebook, I would be Got on to. there instead. Gotta have them follow you. Uh, Steph, do you have anything that you want to plug? Uh, Coral Music. And, it's and, great. And I'm sorry, this is The Little Mermaid. So when you say coral, how's that spelled? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is this like the coral moon? Uh... <laughs> Well, so I'm gonna. I would love. I would love someone to write me a, 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 a song called "Coral Moon" for like an SATB choir. And that um, means stay um, at uh, the back. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, the best you get is priest with a boner. <laughs> How about a PWAB choir? Uh, I'll take it. Yeah, choir, choral music. That's my plug. All right. Uh, Just in general. I'm, 
I'm, I can find me at the Laugh Factory throughout the month. The roast of the Super Mario Brothers is happening uh, in Louisville, June 23rd and 24th, uh, and then in Chicago on July 2nd. And uh, I will obviously be playing Mario in that. And uh, it's a great cast in both cities. Uh, and uh, just wherever city you live in, come check that show out. And uh, I, I think that's it, you guys. Thank you guys so much for being here, for doing the show on a, on a Sunday morning. Uh, we really appreciate your time, your opinions, your presence, your art. Um, two of my favorite comics uh, to uh, to watch in the country. So uh, thank you guys so much. Um, Steph? Whoa, oh, thanks, buds. Whoa, let's talk oh. about what we're doing next. We got to tell the listener what movie we're doing next. Um, next week, uh, we're uh, next in two weeks, I should say. We're doing a movie called Hedwig and the Angry Inch. I'm pumped. Yeah, great musical, great movie. I uh, can't wait to talk about it. So watch that if you watch these before you listen to the movies or listen to the podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, st- stay, keep it um better down where it's wetter. If you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um. And uh, we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> Musical the movie, the podcast. Musical the movie, the podcast. Musical the movie, the podcast. With Andy and Steph. Fun dumb.